There we go. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Tuesday, April 13th edition of MMA OB Daily Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Adam Martin. I'm joined by the big man here, Mr. Big Marcel Dorf. What's going on, big guy? Hey, what's up, man? Same thing as yesterday, right? <laughs> so, uh, all good. How are you? I'm okay. I'm okay. I mean, yeah, I, I agree with you. Pretty much the same thing. By the way, I see there's odds up right now for one championship. I thought that was Kate delayed. There's no way I want to bet on something that's been filmed already. Yeah. I, now I've kind of heard that that it's tape delayed, but it's not tape delayed like in one week or two weeks ago, but it's tape delayed for like one or two days. So that is bizarre. And and so actually, I should mention this is kind of funny. Some guy messaged me last week, Marcel, yeah. saying he's like, "Hey man, he's like, uh, this is a weird story, but I'm not gonna say who the guy is. I don't even really know who he is. Actually, he sent me a DM on Twitter, and he was like, "Hey, I got this this news for you." He goes like, um. I, I was on this dating app and this girl that works for one championship, I was talking to her on this dating app and she, she told me that Dave uh, Northcutt has COVID and his fight is off. This was like last week. I'm like, what? Really? <laughs> the guy sent me the screenshots too. I was like, what the hell? It's so random, right? So yeah. I tried to like get the information. I was asking people that I know at one. And of course mm-hmm. they break the news themselves, right? Cause I'm sure they knew that it was leaked out already. But yeah, yeah it was pretty funny though, Marcel, like, the guy goes, hey, I got some news. This girl told me in this dating app. I'm like, what are you talking about, man? He actually had the screenshots. It looked legit as hell, too. So he was right. I got to give the guy props, man. Crazy, man. Yeah. But you see also, like, Akiyama's off the card. Aliakbari, yeah. Tegu Malikin is off the card. Uh, uh, Martin Nguyen is off the card. So, yeah. Yeah, it sucks. Um, those guys are good fighters. Anyways, mm-hmm. just wanted to mention that because there is a good fight. Christian Lee and Timothy Nastyukin. That is a great fight. Yeah. Give me your prediction for that one. What are you thinking, Christian Lee? Honestly, I think Timo Fey has a good Timothy. chance, man. There we go. Yeah, I think yeah. so, too. The odds are crazy. Minus 350 for Christian, plus 275 for Timothy. This guy's got a lot of power, man. He definitely could knock him out, right? Yeah, the funny thing is, man, I was, was super impressed by Christian Lee defeating uh, Dagi Aslanaliev. I was, I thought he was going to lose that one. So uh, he did win, and he also defeated Lapikus last time out, you know, so... Impressive man, and uh, uh, we all uh, always call him Nasty Tim, Timofey Nasukin. Um, yeah, Nasty Tim did well, man, in his last fight. He uh, he defeated uh, Peter Burst, my uh, my company, my uh, my company, my countryman. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, title shot for him. Looking forward to it, man. I think it's it's a fun fight, and uh, it's it's uh, that that division is pretty good at one man. So, I yeah. really look forward to it. I'm with you. Anyways, I want to mention that, and then I'll also plug the podcast with AJ on Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern. We'll be breaking down Bellator 257. Should be a pretty good card. But we obviously have a big UFC event this weekend. I think there's 13 or 14 fights. Let's just get right into it, okay? Um, Let's start start off here in the lightweight division. We have Austin Hubbard against Dakota Bush. And Austin Hubbard comes in right now as a small favorite. Minus 175, Dakota Bush plus 145. What are you thinking in this one, Marcel? Yeah, it's actually a tough one, man, because I think uh, Dakota Bush is a really good fighter, man. I uh, saw many of his fights in LFA. I really like what I saw. Uh, we know he, he he got defeated by Jaleel Willis uh, in, in one of his uh, most recent fights. is already 2019, I think, but uh, he only fought two times after that. Yeah. Um, yeah, his last two fights were quick, man. You know, we were going to make a choke and a head kick against Austin Clem, which was uh, was a pretty good KO. I mean, if you knock somebody out within one minute, then it's always a pretty good KO, I guess. 
uh, Austin Hubbard. I was kind of high on Austin Hubbard, not going to lie, man. And we know he, he, he lost his day, Davi Ramos uh, debut in the UFC, which wasn't uh, surprising. But he won against Kyle Pripolek. He didn't look that bad against Marco Madsen, I think. Uh, the Rose Cup fight, pretty, yeah, kind of a weird fight, I think, <coughs> how it went. And the Selecki fight, his most recent fight, was kind of a shocker for me how he got uh, submitted very very uh, in, the, in the first round. I think it was a standing rear naked choke, if I can recall correctly. Um, yeah, man, it, it, it's a short notice fight. You know, for Dakota Bush, it's, almost, it's only a one-week notice fight. So I expect Hubbard to come to go in guns blazing. You know, he has to win this one. Um he, he won only one of his last three fights, you know, and his only win was against Max Roscoff, a guy who was has huge talent, but the UFC already uh, cut him after that performance. So I think Hubbard needs to win this one. Dakota Bush is a short-notice uh, replacement. So um, that said, I'm going with Hubbard if I had a decision, but would I think it's might, might have been different if this was not a short-notice fight for Dakota Bush. Yeah. By the way, this guy has a great nickname, Dakota Harry Bush. I mean, that is a yeah. freaking great nickname, man. Hey, Jose, what's going on, man? You know what? So I, I did the tape fight today because I think this fight just got announced this morning or something, or maybe it was last yeah. night. But, uh, yeah, you know what, man? I got to be honest. I, I, I liked what I saw from this kid. He looks good, Dakota Bush. He looks really good to me, man. He's very strong. He he's aggressive. He's got pretty good wrestling. He goes to the takedown. He gets the submissions. He gets in dominant positions. He has some strike. He knocked some guy with a head kick in LFA that's watching today. So this guy's pretty good, man. The short notice gives me some pause, obviously. I mean, it's obviously going to. But I don't feel like Austin Hubbard's is a great fighter. i got to be honest, man. You know, two and three in the UFC. And the one win over Max Roscoff is only finished. I mean, that guy quit. I watched that fight again today. That dude quit. His coach was begging him, please don't do this. He got cut after Marcel. I remember doing the podcast last year. I said, Dana White will hate this kid forever. They cut him the next day, I think, right? So they didn't even give him a chance. You can't quit on the stool in the UFC. Um, so, I mean, that win is not a great win, you know. And Papalik's not a great win. It's not even about wins and losses, really. Just what I saw in the, in the footage. Bush just seems like a bigger, stronger, more aggressive guy. Now, this is a step up for him, obviously. I don't short notice. So I'm not, like, super confident. Marcel, I'm not saying I'm going to bet him. But I am going to pick yeah. the underdog here. I'm going to pick Bush. It's a... <laughs> I think this kid's pretty good. It's it's a decent uh, underdog here to start off the night. It's just you know plus one thirty plus one forty five. I should say it's like not bad odds. I don't know if I'm going to bet it though. You know just because of the short notice. But I'm going to pick this kid just because I, I I don't rate Austin Hubbard that highly, man. I really don't. In the last fight, he got absolutely just destroyed in in a minute or whatever, a couple minutes, Marcel. I mean, it looked easy. So he had a lot of problems with his grappling. Marco Madsen, obviously great wrestler, but took him down. Ramos, great wrestler. Bush is a strong grappling based fighter. I just looked at his Instagram. He's training with Bryce Mitchell and those guys, TJ Brown. I mean, not great training partners, but not bad. So, I don't know. I like this kid, man. like what I've seen, but, you know, it's a, it's a close fight, obviously. Um, go to the next fight here, Marcel, on the card. Next, and we're using the topology listing, by the way, guys, in case anyone's wondering. Next fight, according to this, Jessica Penne gets Lupita Gunidas Lupi. And uh, right now, we got Lupi minus 275, Penne, uh, Jessica Penne plus 235. She was supposed to fight Hannah Goldie like two weeks ago, and the fight got canceled. She has a new opponent. What do you think? Yeah, I, I prefer Lupita. Lupi sounds like Snoopy, so I mean, <laughs> kind of sounds weird. So I I prefer to say Lupita. Uh, Lupita Godinez. I mean, that that fight against Vanessa Demopoulos in LFA was good, you know. And yeah, I can't really recall her fights. And I know she fought one time in Combate. Yeah, she's undefeated. But that Demopoulos fight was a great fight, I think. Um, Jessica Penne. I mean. 
man, what, what's the last time she fought? 2017 yep. or something. And she got only one win in the UFC. That was in 2014, a split decision against Ronda Marcos. Um, yeah, man. I mean, I didn't uh, do I didn't watch anything back or whatever, but I'm just not going to pick Jessica Penny, man, in, in this fight. I mean, who's picking Je – no disrespect to Jessica Penny, but how can you trust somebody who hasn't won since 2014? You know, yeah. so um, definitely going with Lupita Godinez here. I think she has more upside as well. She's younger. Uh, she's a talented fighter. We should, we saw that in our LFA uh, fight against uh, Demopolis. So, uh, yeah, definitely going with Godinez. I don't think that she will finish Pene, but uh, definitely unanimous decision went for uh, for Lupita Godinez. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good prediction, honestly. Um, you, like you said, four-year layoff, like, what do we expect from her? And she's also, like, not young. Like, she's she's old, right? She's 30, 38 years old for this division. She's, I'm guessing, the oldest fighter in this division at 115, unless I'm forgetting someone. But, man, that's just not a good recipe for success, I don't think. And like you said, even in the UFC, she – she didn't look that great in her fights, man. She really didn't. Um, you know, Lupi is obviously very unproven. Lupita, I should say, not to piss on myself. She liked going by Lupi. <laughs> I don't know why she says – well, actually, I can't believe that. She's fighting out of uh, British Columbia, Canada. That's awesome. I like that. That's yeah. cool. But uh, she's a Mexican fighter, obviously. The fight in Cabache was awesome. That fight was really good. Felicia Magalan, that's a fun fight. It's on YouTube. You can watch it. Just a slugfest. The Vanessa Demopoulos fight was like a, a stand-up war, too. It was a good fight. Um, this girl's good. I mean, she's aggressive. She walks forward. She throws bombs. She's good. She doesn't have much knockout power by any means, but I don't think she needs it in this fight. I just think she needs to be more aggressive, walk forward. She obviously has some issues, though. She's really small, Marcel. She's like five foot two, 63 inch reach. That's very small. Penny's a little bit taller, and she has a five inch reach advantage, I believe. Yeah, she does. So that's something to keep in mind. But the thing is, Penny doesn't use those things. She doesn't use like her jab. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, I think Loopy's just going to be walking forward, throwing punches. Don't even know if they connect or not, but she's just going to be more aggressive and probably win decisions. So that's what I'm thinking there. The line's a little bit high because, you know, she's making her debut on short notice. She is filling on short notice. We should mention that. But I think she gets the job done, Marcel. You know, it's just a lot of these fighters that were, like, good at one point, they're just not good anymore. I think Penny's going to – man, four-year layoff, I don't expect much from her in this fight. All right, next up, I mean, this fight is a real, like, weird fight. Zero fan against Josiane Nunez. This fight is just <laughs> bizarre. Um, I, I honestly don't know why Zero fan is in the UFC. I got to be honest. You know, watching her fights again, I I don't see a UFC caliber fighter here. I don't know if Nunez is either, though. That's the thing. So the odds right now very close. In, um, Marcel Nunez minus one twenty five. Farron plus one five. I think Nunez took her on short notice. If I'm not mistaken. Uh, is that uh, right? Nah, man. This was booked just. That wasn't short notice. Okay, so they both had somewhat of a training camp, I guess. What yeah. your, what's your pick on this one? Um, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, Sarah Fan, what, what can we say about her, man? We saw her two times in the UFC and two times it didn't look good, you know, as she fought Megan Anderson, she fought Felicia Spencer. Uh, before she came in the UFC, she got a win against Isabella Badurak, a girl who also fought in the UFC only once. She lost to, uh, I guess, a Russian girl who was also not in the UFC anymore. I forgot her name. Um, with, with those... Uh, with those uh, booty pics on on, uh, on Instagram, I forgot her name. Give give me her name. Come Who, on, Zara Zara Fernfather or or uh... no? Uh, yeah, Sarah. Fer no, Isabella Badurak fought her in, in the UFC. Oh, um, Veronica Macedo is that the one? No, no, the Russian one, the Russian girl. She, oh, she Alexander was... Albu. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Alexander Albu, exactly. <laughs> Wait, oh, my camera's off, man. Yeah, I know. I was going to ask yeah. you, man. Put it back on. Yeah. There we go. Oh, sorry, oh. man. That's uh, okay. I don't even I don't even know. Um, so um, 
Yeah, Josiana Nunes. She got uh, she got uh, she got a contract like a few months ago from the UFC. Uh, she got only one loss on her record, and that's against Taylor Santos, right? And uh, Taylor Santos uh, uh, does really well in the UFC, despite her uh, only loss to against against Mara Romero Barella. Um, I mean, really hard to say anything about this fight, in my opinion. Uh, it's what you say, man. Fan isn't that good what we saw so far, and uh, Nunez. I don't know if she's really that good, but is she better than Fan? I like to take that chance that she's better than Farron. So I'm going with a KO or a TKO in the first or second round for uh, for Brazilian. Yeah, I mean, honestly, they're both not good. Like, I watched their tape, and they're just not great. Farron, you know what? She didn't look too bad, like, in her other fights. The UFC hmm. fight, she looked just terrible. And, like, she got taken down, beat up both the fights. It's Anderson and Spencer. I'll give her some credit. But, you know, she looked okay in her other fights. Like, she's decently aggressive she's got okay striking her striking defense is beyond terrible though i mean she's gonna fight someone with striking like this girl nunez she could have problems here's the problem though this girl's really small this nunez girl like she looks really small to me i liked watching her fight she's like vonderley silva man she she's actually exciting like she goes against the fence and just start throwing punches like it's crazy right but she's very small like and i do question that man because fairness is a girl coming down from featherweight right so she's a pretty big girl and this this side uh, Nunez is, is pretty small from what I saw, so I think that could be a problem here. Ah, oh, man, I hate picking this fight because they're both really not that good. But you got to pick someone, right? I guess yeah. I lean slightly towards Farron, even though I don't want to pick her. It's just that I feel like the size will be an issue in this fight, just like that fight last week with Blanchfield and Dumont. Although this won't be as crazy. That's my pick in this one. Uh, Jose, he says, how on earth Romanov must be on, on the main card? Even Porter Sherman was scheduled. Be yeah, it's ridiculous. It's a great fight. We'll talk about it in a second. And Dan, but, Dan says it's the fight he's looking forward to. Yeah, for sure. What but Dana says every fight has a certain place because he has researched it and everything. And they have a, uh, he knows exactly everywhere where a fight goes on the card. And then, yeah. I mean, like, sometimes you see a card and you're like, the prelims are even better than the main card. And it's like, what the hell? How is it even possible? You know what I mean? Yeah, so, I agree with you. Yeah, sorry for the Dana bashing. Sometimes no, it's fine. Don't worry, but he, but he's right there, so you got to be careful because he's watching. This. Yeah, but but you were fond of him, so I can, so I don't have to watch him. <laughs> <laughs> True. Okay, let's go to the next fight then. Tony Gravely against Anthony Burchak, 135 pounds, and uh, Tony Gravely's a big favorite here. Minus three twenty, Burchak plus two sixty. I expect Gravely to roll. What do you think? Yeah, same man. I mean, Burchak, um, he came back in the UFC short notice. Gustavo Lopez. Didn't look good at all. It was a short notice fight, so I cut him some slack there. Uh, he was in the UFC before. Uh, went on a nice kind of a streak, you know, right before he went back to the UFC. He lost three times in Ryzen after he got cut by the UFC. Went on a nice streak, like I said, but uh, yeah, lost to Gustavo Lopez. Uh, Tony Gravely. I really like Gravely, man. He he, he he looked really good in the contender series. Had a great fight against Ray Rodriguez there. Uh, third, third, third round uh, finish. Before that, I, I watched many of his CES MMA fights, you know, so uh, I was really impressed there. I've always said, like, I hope we see him quick in the UFC. He's finally there. Then lost his debut against Brad Johnson, an amazing fight, in my opinion, which I don't know if it got fight of the night, but should have got fight of the Good night. Got, yeah, great fight, man. And uh, after that, he won a, a split decision against Geraldo De Freitas, who got cut after that. I still think De Freitas is, is a good fighter, though. Um, yeah. For me, this is gravelly all the way, man. I think he uh, he will roll on the ground, like you said. Uh, submission win for gravelly in the second round, I think. Yeah, that French Johnson fight did win the fight of the night. It was a great fight. Third round submission loss for uh, gravelly, but it was a good back and forth fight. 
Yeah, I mean, I like Gravely here. I, the only way I think that great um, Burchak would win is if he gets him in a submission because Gravely does have problems with the submissions. That's for sure. So that's an issue. But generally, I think that Gravely's going to be on top of him beating him up, man. Like, I this one's kind of clear to me, actually. I, I really like Gravely in this fight. He is a big favorite, but I think it's it's right. Um, Burchak's a guy that's probably going to get cut from the UFC after this, if I had to say. No disrespect to this guy. I respect him. He's got here and he's an older fighter, but he's just, I don't think, UFC level anymore. What do you think, Darcel? You feel the same yeah, way? I agree with you. Yeah, same. Exactly the same. Yeah. Darrington, are you talking about the fight with um, the last fight, I'm guessing the women's fight? She, she's small, right? Yeah, exactly. She's a very small girl. So I don't know I don't know why she fights at 135, Josie Ann Nunes. To me, she should be at one, 115 or 125. Okay, let's get to this fight that these guys want to talk about here. Alexander Romanov against Juan Espino. I think this is probably one of the most interesting fights in the card. I'm, I'm completely with you, Jose. I'm with you, Marcel. Um, this is a great fight, and the odds are pretty close. Right now, we got Romanov, minus 140, Espino, plus 120. What are you thinking here? It has a difficult fight to say what, what's going to happen. Very good for fight. The simple, for, yeah, for, also for the simple reason that Romanov... Um, listen, man, before in the U- he got to the UFC, he got, an, he got some nice victories as well, man. But in the UFC, he defeated Rocky Martinez in the second round. Uh, Rocky Martinez, I like the guy, but not been impressed so far. Uh, Marcos Rogero de, de Lima, also not not the greatest fighter in my opinion. Definitely not when he's getting uh, on the ground. We saw that uh, before many times, I think. Um, Juan Espino, yeah, he, he's only he only fought twice in the last three years or something. He got to fight the Ultimate Fighter where he won against uh, Justin Frazier. Uh, got wins on the season against Sully and uh, Maurice Green, right? And uh, he came back uh, last year against Jeff Hughes with that uh, scarf hold. Um, so difficult, man. Espino uh, is maybe 42 or 43, but the dude looks like uh, he's still in his uh, later thir- in his early 30s. He-, he looks very good, in my opinion. Uh, Romanov uh, no- named as the next-, next big thing at heavyweight. You know, uh, super super difficult fight to pick for me. Um, I would slightly, slightly favor Romanov in this one, decision win. But this fight, yeah, yeah. this this fight's close. Valerie likes one over one point five. It's possible, Valerie. Yeah, you know, I gotta be honest. I felt the same way about that fight last <clears> week <throat> with with Danho, and I ended up not playing it. But you know, these heavyweight fights, you gotta be careful. You really do. But I feel like this one might go the distance because these are both grapplers, right? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, this is an interesting fight because they're both wanting to go to the ground. I just, I don't know. It's tough because Espino gets every fight to the ground. So is Romanov. Like, they both love to go to the ground. So it might take place in the feet. And then who has the better striking? I have no idea. I really don't. We've never seen them strike, really. The one fight where Espino was striking got knocked out in 10 seconds by Vitaly Minikov. Like, he got caught in the first punch. Ever since then, he just takes everyone down. Same with Romanov. At the same time, you know, the, the age gap is here is massive. It's like 10-year age gap or something. Like, Espino, I think, is 41 now or something. Like, he's way up there in age. He's looked great. He might win this fight. This is a very, very it's a high variance fight because it's heavyweight. Both guys could win this fight. In general, though, I feel like Romanov has an edge because he's a younger guy. Also, a little bit more bigger. He's a little bit more heavier, and I feel like that could play uh, to an advantage in, in when it's a grappling fight. And he's got good cardio too. Like he doesn't stop moving, and he's still like punching and stuff, like we saw against Roki. So, yeah, we'll see. I mean, but here's the thing: like Espino's very good, man. He could get him on the ground, and get a choke or something. He could easily happen. So it's Romanov, but I think it's kind of a close fight. It is. Yeah, yeah it is. There's more so why this fight wasn't announced until late. Do you know what? Uh, do you think their training camp yeah. will be impacted? Any idea? Yeah, it's very simple, actually. Um, Romanov announced the fight like 
two months ago, I think. And um, so I got, I can tell this, no matter. I got this file confirmed and then uh, I went to uh, Espino's side and Espino's side was like, yeah, I can't, uh, I can't confirm, neither can deny. I was like, dude, it's pretty much out, you know? And they are like, yeah, but uh, we will wait uh, till the UFC officially announces. Okay. So pretty much everybody has, I I think all the sides have the same uh, answer, you know, because no big website, MMA Junkie, MMA Fighting, posted it until it was on the USA TV listings, on Zap TV listings. And uh, then uh, I just was like, this is on the Zap TV listings. UFC gives those listings. So I posted, you know, it's it's happening. And then other other, uh, media also posting it. And uh, then Espino, right after I posted it, he posted it as well, five minutes later. So I was like, okay, cool, we're done, you know. So uh, th- this fight has been booked for like two months or something. So not nothing d- difficult happened. Just uh, a camp who was who didn't want any have, have any trouble with UFC uh, with uh, getting the news out without without any per- permission. You know, it's it's difficult sometimes for fighters and for camps because. Uh, the UFC doesn't appreciate it when fights get announced not by themselves but by media, who they actually don't want to have it announced mm-hmm. by. You know, so that's the thing. And if they get in trouble because of that, they rather uh, shut up about it than they're gonna tell you. So they gotta respect that, man. So yeah, I mean, it, it's been booked for two months, so no worries. They have a good camp and uh, good. But it's just been announced for two weeks. That's it. <laughs> It's a dangerous one. Last win for the old man type of fight is also healthy. It's possible. I mean, it's it's an interesting fight. We'll see. I I feel like this fight's not going to be close. Like it's close on paper, but I feel like you're going to see one guy dominate the fight, Connor. But we'll just have to see what's going to be. I really don't know. Jamie, give me. Uh, hey, well, go ahead. Go ahead. Finish your thought. Go ahead. I want to add. I want to add to that. It's all the time when when I try to announce fights, and uh, I, I always have to check both sides, right? If if it's true or it's not true when yeah. I hear something, and. The fighters or the camps always tell me the same. Uh, okay, yeah, we will confirm, but please keep our name out of it. Don't tell me you. I, I told you. I was like, of course, I'm not going to tell. Do you really go? For example, if you had a fight, Adam, and you say to me like, uh, yeah, it's true, but please don't uh, tell anybody I, I told you. I'm really not going to tell like uh, Adam Martin is going to fight uh, this or that guy per Adam Martin. Of course not. I mean, <laughs> it doesn't make sense, you know? So, yeah. uh, no, I will never say my sources. No worries. But uh, mm-hmm. I understand that fighters are difficult about it, you know? Yeah, we'll get these couple questions. We gotta get back to the breakdowns, though. Jamie says, Sorry. "Hey, how's it going?" Hey, no, it's okay. Jamie, what's going on, man? He says, uh, "Yeah, we haven't." Stephen's last one was at Josh. I mean, I watched that fighting brutal knockout. I mean, man, that was brutal. Question for Marcel: Dutch prospects ready for the UFC and Pharisee's strawweight division goes stack fuel division. Okay, I can't get too deep into it because we have to get these breakdowns. But like, I would say strawweight's probably the best division right now in the UFC. The Dutch prospects, I don't know, Marcel. Is there anyone that? Actually, it's, pre- it's pretty funny. Uh, Jarno Arons, who is uh, from uh, kind of in my region over here, he did an interview with uh, the local newspaper, and he says, "From uh, w- now in ten years, you will see me in the UFC." Yeah. So, yeah, maybe him, Jarno Arons. I would put. Uh, uh, I hope it for him, man. He's a good fighter. He's uh, working hard, so uh, we will see, man. We there are a lot, but there are also a lot signed already. You got Agi Sardari and Cage Warriors. Maybe he can make the transition with another title defense. Uh, you got Gerardo Fanny, who uh, recently lost his Cage Warriors uh, and Cage Warriors for the title. You got many, and I, I probably have to. I forgot name a few, but uh, hey, guys. I mean, it is what it is. We'll see. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um. 
Go to the next fight here. Tracy Cortez against Justine Keish, women's draw, uh, <clears throat> women's flyweight fight. And uh, right now we have Cortez minus 265, big favorite here, and Keish plus 225. What are you thinking here? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, Tracy Cortez uh, came in the Friday Contender Series right by defeating Maria Agapova. She dominated her with the wrestling. Um, before that, she fought Aaron Blanchfield. I don't want to say any more thing more about the fight because I did already too many times. Uh, she did well so far in the UFC, one against Vanessa Mello, one against Stephanie Egger. But those are fights you should win, in my opinion. Um, Justin Keish, uh, only one win in her last four. Doesn't fight really, really uh, often. She fought two times last year, but before that, she didn't fight until two, from 2018. Although I think the Jijan King fight, she should have won that one. I think she won that one clearly, actually. Uh, the Sabina Maza one didn't look good last year. Um, yeah, I mean, this is uh, a fight for Cortez to win, in my opinion. I think uh, Cortez, uh, as the youth, as the advantage, uh, probably on the ground as well. Uh, she's she's overall a better fighter, I think, and uh, I think uh, Cortez will probably take her down and try to uh, going to wrestle with her and uh, probably out wrestle her for three rounds and win a unanimous decision. That's pretty much what I expect here. Yeah, and I'm with you. I agree completely. I think she dominates the fight with the wrestling. That's her bread and butter, and she's good at it. Right? She's good at getting fights <clears> to the ground. Um, Justin Keish. Watched her fights again, and her takedown defense is not great. You know, it's not it's not terrible, but it's not great. And also, her chain is a little shaky, man. I mean, she got knocked down by Mazza with a head kick and then submitted right away. So I, I feel like her chin's on the decline. She's getting older in age. She's 33 years old. I would say that she does have the better striking, though. So if she can keep the takedowns, stop the takedowns and keep it on the feet, she might be able to have some success. But Crazy Cortez, this is someone the UFC obviously is trying to build. This is a matchup that's stylistically pretty favorable to her. I do believe she wins this fight, guys. Probably decision. She's not the most exciting fighter. I'll say that. Like, she's more worried about going on Instagram posting pictures of herself, I feel like. But she knows what she's doing in the cage, man. So, you know, I'm, I'm not convinced she's going to be a star because she doesn't have any finishing ability. She just wins decisions. So, you know, yeah, she's marketable. But I think she needs to get a finish too, Marcel. But I will say that she's damn good with the wrestling, man. I think it's enough for this fight. I mean, we, we, can, can we make a comparison with uh, her, uh, the wrestling kind of version of Valerie Loreda and Bellator, maybe? For, I think I think pretty similar. I mean, you can check out her Instagram. I mean, it's just all pictures. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying there's a problem with that. She looks good and everything. No, but but they, they gotta I just feel they gotta like, I don't know. I feel like some of these fighters now, some of these fighters like her, Loreda, and the other girl, Agatha Posa or whatever, the Diana yeah. girl. Like you said yesterday, like Bellator especially is ba- like very bad at this. They'll just get this really attractive girl that can fight a little bit. Like what was her name? Anastasia Yankova. Her a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. The, the, right. She, 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 I don't know if she's still dating Mike Swick. But, yeah. Uh, so they go on her. But here's the thing. I feel like Cortez does have the skills compared to those girls. So I'm going to give yeah. her a slight edge on on those other girls. Where I feel like they're very one dimensional in Bellator. Honestly, like the Raiders. When is her like, besides her striking? Have you ever seen her grappling tested? Never. Right. So. Yeah, I mean, Cortez is just, she's a grinder and she's gritty and she's got a good story and everything with her. I think her brother was killed, right? She talked about yeah. the Nintendo So, yeah, I like the girl. I'm just saying, like, she wants to be the star for the UFC, but she has no finishes, man. She's got to finish a fight. You know, UFC, they can't promote people to just win decisions. They just don't do it. They don't do it. They never have Marcel. So, yeah, she's marketable, but she's got to dominate this fight. And I think she does. But a finish would be key. If she got a submission here, be really good for her career, I think. Mm-hmm. All right, next up, Gerald, this is the last prelim. Gerald Mearshaw against Bartosz Fabinski. This is a close one, too. Uh, Bartosz, minus 130. Gerald, plus 110. <laughs> what 
What do you think here? Yeah, man, it's it's, it's also a difficult fight to pick, man. I think uh, Bartosz Fabianski is really uh, no disrespect, but he's kind of a blanket. You know how he fights; he takes you to the ground and he lays on on top of you and doesn't do a, a lot. Uh, two losses in the UFC against Michel Prozeros and Andre Muniz, two uh, BJJ uh, fighters who were able to submit him. You know all these others: Emil Emil Mack, Darren Stewart. Garrett McLellan, they all got blanket against him, and he won in those fights. Now we got Gerald Marshall. Gerald Marshall has a good game, a submission game himself, you know, and I don't think he has much um, to fear on, on the on the feet against Fabinski because Fabinski isn't that good on the feet, in my opinion, and on the ground. It kind of depends, you know. I think uh, Marshall uh, has the longevity to to get to the round to round three, and Fabinski fades normally i think in, in the later rounds but he's that strong that people probably don't get him on top of him don't get him him off top of them you know but mercia can do that in my opinion uh, i'm taking mercia via submission in the third round here i think uh, he can do it bro i actually agree with you i completely agree with you on this one it's a really close fight but i feel like in the end gerald's probably gonna submit this guy this guy's got a lot of problems with submission defense we saw against andre muniz you saw against michelle perhez um, even the fight with Garrett McClellan, I watched that fight against him. He had him in like multiple guillotine chokes. What's Gerald good at? Guillotine chokes. He's very good at them. So I feel like this fight's going to play out like Bartosz will get the takedown right away. And if you're betting on Gerald, you're going to be sweating this whole one. I'm telling you guys right now. You'll be sweating this bet if you bet on him. Because Bartosz will have top position for a lot of this fight, I think. But eventually he will tire out, I think. And eventually, you know, Gerald's just so crafty in the ground. Like, yeah, this guy did dominate uh, Darren Stewart in Cage Warriors. And that's a great win, especially considering the weight difference, right? But Gerald, man, I mean, this guy is very um, dynamic on the ground. He's very good at getting submissions out of nowhere. I'm with you, Marcel. I was thinking, I, was, I thought I was going to be the genius coming on here saying third round submission, but that's why, that's exactly how I feel this one plays out. So looks like Ken Shiro feels the same way too. He likes um, Gerald too. What do you think? Uh, what, what, what did you expect me to pick before we broke this down? I wasn't sure. I mean, this fight's super close. I mean, look at the odds. <laughs> yeah, like, I got to be honest, my initial instinct was kind of leaning towards Fabinski, like the odds say, but. Yeah, I just feel if, like, can, if you look closer, you know. Yeah, I think I if you look closer at this one too. Yeah, because they're both grapplers. They are both grapplers. Yeah. He is coming off the knockout losses mm -hmm. to Heinish and to uh, Kamzat, but this guy has no power. He has no striking but, at all. None. That's that's the thing. People will watch the Kamzat Chimaya fight and it's like, oh, he's, he 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 can't he's do this. Or can't do... Yeah, you know. But I mean, nah, man, he he definitely has a good shot against Fabinski. I think. <laughs> So you're thinking of submission. I, I'm thinking so too, actually. Yeah. And uh, the, the line on that's even money. So basically, so a finish in this fight. I'm thinking that way. I mean, it could, it could be a decision too. I don't know if I want to go crazy on this one because I feel like it's going to be a sweat, man. I feel like if you're betting on Gerald, you're going to have Bartos on top of him like half the time. And you're going to be like, oh, please get the submission. Eventually, I do think he's going to get it though. <laughs> because Bartos makes so many mistakes in the ground, man. He really does. He's good at being a blanket, like you said, Marcel. But that's all he's good at doing, really. They do call him the butcher because he's got some ground and pound and everything, but I don't know, man. I feel like Gerald's going to be able to kind of not evade those shots in the ground. So, yeah, that's what I'm leaning towards in that one. How about this fight? Another close one. Andre Arlovsky against Chase Sherman. Um, Andre, no, Andre minus 140, Sherman plus 120. And uh, Arlovsky coming in on short notice, if I'm, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Marcel. Filling yeah. In, yeah, he's filling Parker in. Porter. There you go, Parker Porter. I'll be honest, guys. I really like Parker Porter in that fight. Um, he was like plus 250 underdog. I really liked him there. I thought he had a good chance to win. What do you think of this one? This is a different fight, obviously. What are you thinking? 
All right, this is pretty easy fight actually for me. Uh, not easy to pick, but easy how I think it will it, it can go. You know, I think either Chase Sherman lands a good punch, punch and maybe knock him out in the first round, or Alovsky, uh drags him into a decision. Man, it's either one of those two. And I'm yeah. absolutely I don't know, man, what I'm gonna pick here. You know, if it was three years ago, I would blindly go with Arlovsky. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, because I think Chase Sherman isn't that great. Uh, and Arlovsky still has the basics to 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 get this fight, to easily win that fight in the in three years ago. Right now, I don't know, man. I mean, Arlovsky's getting older. Uh, you saw against Aspinall. I know Aspinall is big talent, you know. So I mean, it happens. He won against Tanner Bowser. Was kind of a close fight. I don't know. The Felipe Lins fight was was also not that great in my opinion. Um. Man, I, I might take a gamble here, man. Yeah, sorry, sorry I got you yawning from my... That's okay. Uh, no, it's not that. It's not that. I'm just tired of it. Uh, yeah, I understand. You, you, Adam works hard, guys. So, uh, man, always appreciate uh, this, doing this with you. Um, I, I'm going with a gamble here. I'm taking Chase Sherman, knockout first round. This might be a, a thing. I, maybe I, I'm going to regret this, but I'm yeah. doing it. Man, this fun. This one's close. I mean, this could go either way. Honestly, Chase Sherman's got some power and everything. He's aggressive. He's got good kicks too. He's got really nasty kicks. He. I was watching his Titan FC fights back or whatever Island fights. I think it was like he was just knocking guys out with leg kicks. It was pretty impressive. Yeah. So he's got that. But here's the problem with this guy. He hasn't fought in a year. And guess what, guys? He tested positive for steroids after his last fight. So I'm. I got a huge question mark with Chase Sherman right now, Marcel. I'm, I'm gonna be honest. Also, it's like Chase, Chase Sherman's really not that great. I mean, his record in the UFC stinks. And. I'll tell you a comparable fight. The fight when he fought Justin Willis, who has a very good jab. And Justin Willis just jabbed his face apart for three rounds. Listen, Arlovsky is a guy that I, I don't bet on. I never pick him in fights, ever. The last time I picked him was against... Oh, God. Who was it against? I think it was against... Like, I pick against him in every fight, guys. I did get him against... What's this guy's name? Oh, Junior Albini. That was, I think, the last time. Did he even win that fight? I can't remember. Did he win that? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah, he was an underdog. So that's the last time I picked him. Usually I pick against him. I'm like, he's going to get smoked and knocked out. And he usually does get knocked out. But he has won a few decisions lately against Rothwell, against Bozer, against Lins. He's looked a little better. And he's got a high fight IQ. And he's got a ton of experience in the game. So if he doesn't get KO'd, he wins this fight. So, yeah, it's a huge risk because he might get knocked out quick. But I already know Chase Sherman's chin's not that great either. Chase Sherman's been knocked down, knocked out a bunch of times too. I like I like sure um, I like Arlovsky a little bit to beat Sherman, but man, it's it's a close fight. Because you're a Chase Sherman, not the highest fight IQ, which is best for chasing charging old guys like Andre, who's the people have been blitzing lately. Possibly, definitely possible. But I'm telling you, Chase Sherman's chain isn't great either. So, yeah, it's a close fight. Lean towards Arlovsky, but I mean, yeah, I don't, kind of, I, yeah. Go ahead. It honestly sucks that we. Uh, how do you mean that we are? Um, debating if we pick Arlovsky or not, because three, four years ago, we blindly would go with Arlovsky, because, but, and now it's like, can he win against Sherman? And I think Sherman isn't even no disrespect to Sherman, but he's even 10% that was Arlovsky when he was the best, when when he was great. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, it kind of sucks, you know, but I got the feeling he can knock him out. So, if he doesn't knock him out, then Arlovsky likely will win the decision, because he can fight smart. Yeah, so, here's, yeah. here's what Ken Shiro is saying. 12 years younger. I agree. And that's always an advantage, guys. But heavyweights generally are older and they're doing well. I mean, he beat a bunch of guys when they were younger. So, and Chase got better. I don't know. I would, I would never put my money on Chase Sherman for the, say, for the simple reason that I don't trust him enough. You know what I mean? 
I, I don't think he has the the he's not the he's not the Tom Aspinall he's not Chris Darkus you know who can win these fights against the the older guys uh, who can I don't know he can I'm win the you. fight but I, I wouldn't be one hundred percent I wouldn't parlay him definitely not this fight and I wouldn't even bet on this fight so yeah yeah I'm with you and I just want to see what he tested positive for except not yeah he steroids literally steroids guys so he hasn't fought in a year because of steroids. That's probably why he got better, Kenshiro. Don't you think? Because he was juicing. <laughs> I'm not just accusing him of juicing. He literally has been suspended for the last nine months. He accepted the suspension. Like, and again, the guys he beat in Titan FC, man, they were not good. Like, they're really not. So I can't trust this guy, Marcel. He did look good against Ike, but again, he was juiced, juiced up, guys. He's but not going to have the juice anymore. The fight didn't get overturned for some reason. So That's weird how it didn't. I guess it's because it's Florida or something. I don't know, but... Yeah, it's weird. Anyways, let's get to the next fight here. <laughs> next one, guys. Uh, Abdul over Zach Alassane is Jacob Malkoon. This fight's weird matchmaking. <laughs> Alassane minus 300, Malkoon plus 250. What do you think here? Yeah, let's be honest, man. Malkoon is purely in the UFC because he's Whitaker training partner. Um, Malkoon, uh, he's again on the same card as Whitaker. Uh, looks, yeah, sorry to say, awful against Phil Ross. Got knocked out in 18 seconds in his UFC debut. Before that, he, he fought regional scenes in Hex Fight Series and Eternal MMA in Australia. Um, <clears throat> hard to say, man. Um, not that, didn't have the same opponent as Abdul Razak Alassan, who finally goes up to middleweight. Uh, missed weight two times, now going to middleweight. Got starts in his last fight against Chaos Williams. For that, uh, the fight of the night candidate, uh, fight of the night fight with Munir Laziz. Um, listen, man, if, if Alassan can. Uh, bring his knockout power with him to the 185 division to middleweight. I have no reason not to believe that he cannot knock out Malkoon, you know, because I don't think Malkoon is UFC ready. So uh, Abdul Rasak Hassan has looked good in his last two fights, but I easily pick him via knockout in the first round. Yeah, I'm with you on this one too. I, I think it's a good fight for him, honestly. Malkoon is, you know what? Okay, the first fight with Phil Haas, it didn't last that long. Um, you got knocked out quick. That's obviously a concern. But I watched his other fights in um, Australia. I mean, listen, the guy's a, he's kind of a fun fighter to watch. He's a brawler. The one fight with Cam Rostin, that fight's incredible. That was a great fight. It's on Fight Pass, Embrace. And that guy's a really good prospect too. He's actually won, I think, six, five, four straight fights. So he could be in the UFC at some point. I mean, these guys are not, they're not terrible. I don't think he's as bad as people think he is in his debut. Having said that, he only has four wins. I don't know if he should be in the UFC either right now. He is there because of Whitaker's connection. I feel like this is the UFC setting up Alassane with a win. But here's the problem, man. If this guy doesn't win in the first round, he gasses out so hard. And as someone who bet him against Lazez, that was hard to watch, man. It was, like, so frustrating because he had him hurt so bad in the first round. And after that, it was just downhill. So I have question marks about this guy, the cardio. He's also 35 years old, eh? Like, he's not a young guy, Marcel. He missed, like, two or three years because of this rape accusation a few years ago. Remember mm -hmm. that? He missed, like, a lot of his career. I feel like he kind of got fucking screwed a little bit because it turned out that girl it's, lied about it. Like, they, they were lying yeah. about it. Yeah, they I lied about say, it. It's good, to, it's good to say that he didn't get uh, – how do you say that, uh, that that he got free? Or how do yeah. you say that? He didn't got um, – I'm not sure what the you, word would be. Like, yeah, I mean, vindicated, I guess. Like, they, yeah, they, were, they but, lied about it. They, they lied, and the guy lost two years of his career because of some very vindictive people. So I mm -hmm. feel bad for the dude in that way. But at the same time, man – I still think he wins this fight and everything. It's just that I got some concerns about this guy going forward. He should win this fight, though. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, let's go to the next one. We got three, fi four fights left. R Ricardo Ramos against Bill Algio. This is a pretty good fight. Close fight. 
basically pick them, but Algio, slight favorite, minus 125, Ramos plus 105. What do you think? Yeah, man, I mean, Bill Algio has uh, always been uh, on my radar uh, with the, how do you say that, uh, in, in the regional fight scene. I think he did great at Ring of Combat, CFFC. Um, always been a really good fighter, in my opinion. Um Made his debut against Ricardo Lamas was a close fight, a fight he could have won as well. Uh, Lamas won, won it. After that, came back against Pai Carla, looked really good, and won the fight against Pai Carla. Well, I think he was a betting underdog in that fight uh, against Carla. Uh, Ricardo Ramos didn't look good in his last fight, man. He got, uh, he got pretty much, uh, I didn't expect it at all that he got uh, finished by Leroy Murphy. I know Murphy is good, but I thought Ramos. Could have given him a better, could have given him a better fight, you know. Before that, winning against Eduardo Garagori, no disrespect, but probably one guy with one of the best padded records in the UFC. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is what it is, you know. I, I gotta say it. So, um, yeah, I mean, Ramos gets uh, gets a lot of praise for that spinning back elbow against Sahabi still, you know, in 2017. But has it looked great against better opponents, in my opinion? And the thing is that Bill Aljo. I have a belief in Bill Alger that he is real that he can really make some uh, so something in this division, you know. And Aljo, I see Aljo winning this one, man. I see him winning this unanimous decision. You only have to uh, has, has to take in mind that uh, Ramos is uh, uh, as a top top grappler. He uh, as a BJJ guy. Sometimes I can't find the word, guys. I'm still trying to improve my English, but. Uh, that he has to take care of that. But uh, I, I think in Aljo, man. I think Aljo wins this fight. Unanimous decision. Yeah. Um, let's look at these comments. Can't throw, there's no way to pick Malcolm. I said, say you're picking Daniel. Yeah, you never know, right? <laughs> He's talking about uh, history. He says, uh, yeah, he did. He did. He lost two years of his career, man. That's brutal. Especially at age 33 when he got like uh, accused of it, right? So poor guy. Kind of sucks. I mean, we don't know exactly what happened, but he was vindicated. And I think they did admit that they made up the story or something. Not you know, I, I I really hated that people still bring it up, like uh, on Twitter. Like, I know, I, I know. Try, I know. Saw, and I'm like, come on, man. I mean, he I he got vindicated, and you still try to bring it up. I mean, some people just want to be uh, vultures without, you know. Ah, oh, fuck that. I can't. I, I can't stand that. And <laughs> yes. it's always from a certain side. Certain people will keep doing that, you know. Yeah. Without yep. any evidence, you're going to accuse somebody, and then he got free from that accusation, and you keep accusing that that person. You yeah, know? Marcel's fired up. Me, but, Marcel's yeah, fired sorry. up, guys. He's fired up. That's okay. Um, let me just get my pick to this one quickly. I like Algio too, actually. I, I do think he wins this fight. He's just more well-rounded, more tough. I think better chin. Overall, I mean, Ramos is not bad. Obviously, he's pretty big dude. He's, he has a youth advantage in this fight, which helps. Obviously, got more experience in the UFC, but. I feel like he's a little bit on the decline, and I don't know if he's as good at 145. I think he was at 135 before where he had more success. So I don't know. I feel like Aljo is going to be the bigger, stronger guy and just kind of like outrest him a little bit. Maybe I'll strike him. I don't know if there's a finish. I'm kind of leaning towards like a decision here, but I do like Aljo, guys. I do think he wins this fight. I think he's the better fighter. All right, next up, Luis Pena against Alex Munoz. Um, right now the odds are close. Minus 145 Pena, plus 125 Munoz. What do you think? Yeah, I've kind of a very bad read on this fight, man. I, I think uh, Luis Pena. Lu, Luis Pena is a fun fighter to watch, but I think he gets uh, he's kind of overhyped in the UFC, you know. And that's because of his how he looks, uh, the the violent Bob Ross kind of thing. I know it, it's fun, you know. And uh, he, I think he's a good dude, you know. He he, he fights hard. 
Um, but I mean, I, I don't see really the, the top 15 talent in him, to be really honest, you know. Um, now fighting Alex Munoz. Alex Munoz lost his first fight in the UFC against Nasrat Hakparas. But that, that's not a bad loss in my opinion. Hakparas is legit, you know what I mean? Um, <clears throat> man, I'm going with Munoz. I think he takes fire to the ground, uh, grinds it out for three rounds, and uh, takes a unanimous decision in the back. That's what I think. Yeah, this fight's close. I mean, it, I think it's really close. My initial lean was Munoz. Then I watched his fights. He's not that impressive to me, man. I got to be honest. Like, he doesn't – he's he not isn't. a great fighter, guys. He really isn't. Like, I wanted to mm -hmm. like him more. He's very average, I think. Like, he's got okay wrestling, I guess. That's what he's known as. But he doesn't use it all that often. He usually gets Nick Newell. That, but Nick Newell has one – literally has one arm. Like, so – Kind of – he's kind of basic. Yeah, he's very basic. I respect Nick Newell, by the way. Like, I mean, the guy's – he made the contender with one arm. That's incredible. But – he obviously has, you know, he can't defend the takedown the same way other people can and stuff. And then the, the guy's other fight against Hackprost didn't look great. He, he couldn't take him down. And he got outstruck. He was on his back heels the whole fight. And even the fight in, like, that uh, promotion in Hawaii where he got the UFC yeah. call-up. Troy Lampson. Yeah. yeah, he didn't even look that great in that fight. So I was like, why is everyone so high in this guy? I'm thinking, like, it's just hype, guys. So as much as I don't want to pick Payne because I don't think he's a great fighter either, I feel like he is more well-rounded a little bit, you know, and – He's got good grappling. He's he's got the length and the reach in this fight. He's got um, an okay improving striking. Like he's not a great fighter, and he's not someone you really want to, you know, lay crazy juice on. But it's a close to a pick 'em fight here. I mean, it's it's not uh, you know crazy odds. Like his last fight with Conor Worthy was minus two two seventy and lost. Right, that's the worry with Pena. He got choked out in that fight. But let's be honest, he was probably going to win that fight up to that point, right? Yeah, he was. Choke. He was. And if he had won that fight, he'd probably be an even bigger favorite here. So. Yeah, I don't know. It's a it's another weird one, but I'm gonna pick Pena just slightly, slightly in Marcel. Um, I was hoping he was gonna be the underdog. I actually I broke down the fights before I looked at the odds, and I was like, oh man, he's the favorite. Damn it! Because as an underdog, I would I would like him here as a dog. I, I don't think I could bet him as a favorite, but if the line switches and Pena's a dog, I I think about it. I do think he's slightly better fighter. All right, yeah, I, don't think, I I don't think the lines will switch. Probably, man. probably I not. I mean, many, I don't. I many people are still high on Pena. For sure. All right, two fights left, all right? Um, Drakkar close against Jeremy Stevens. This one's interesting because Jeremy's moving back up to lightweight. Drakkar was supposed to fight a few weeks ago, and this fight fell off against uh, Louis, uh, against Pena, wasn't it? It was Pena, yeah, yeah, against Pena. What the hell? So why are they not fighting each other? That is weird. That's weird. Uh, clo closest, uh, one, one of closest teammates got uh, COVID. So, uh, that's... No, I understood. I'm just saying, like, they're both in the same card. Why are they not fighting each other? That's just weird. No isn't idea. It? They're, they're no trained idea. for each other. Anyways, um... Give me your thoughts on this one. The odds right now, they're very close. <laughs> Minus 120, Stevens, and Drakkar close, plus 100. So pick them fight. What do you think? Yeah, this is an age thing for me here, man. I think uh, close has still a lot to gain in the UFC. Uh, I, I really like him. He got he got stopped by Darius, but he landed some good shots himself, and he, he almost stopped Darius, you know? And uh, I'm high on Darius. Uh, Stevens... Hasn't looked great lately in the UFC. He, he sometimes he wins a round against a guy, but then he has lost two rounds, so he loses 29-28. Um, last last win against Josh Ameth, those uh, those uh, vicious elbows, a little bit too much ground and pound from for my uh, kind of view. But um, yeah, we know how Jeremy fights, right? And uh, for close, close has to, has to keep his distance, pick his shots. I think maybe get him to the ground. Um, I'll try to out wrestle him. I don't know. Uh, I, I I can't trust Jeremy Stevens. I'm sorry, man. Even when he goes to lightweight, uh, he, he can featherweight. I think the Jeremy Stevens, uh, 
is will always be a tough guy, but I don't see a top 15 guy in him anymore. I think Drakkar Close can become the top 15 guy. Maybe not right now, but in, in one or one and a half year, he can become that one. So uh, I'm taking Drakkar Close here and I'm going with a decision win 29-28. Let's do it again. Sure. In the last fight, he said Pena Alex is too small. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I agree with you. I mean, he's 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 not that great, I don't think. This mm. fight, I mean, this is an interesting fight, obviously, right? Because Steven's really at the lightweight. Like, we have no idea how he's going to look at the weight again. Uh, maybe his chin's going to be better. Maybe he'll have more gas or something. I don't know. I mean, it's possible, right? This is not a terrible matchup for Drakkar Close either, though. I mean, it's, it's a close fight. That's why the odds are like this. So, Close, he's... Got the wrestling advantage, but will he use it? That's the question. I don't know if he will, because if you watch his fights, like he's he likes brawling, man. It cost him really bad in his last fight with Darius. Yeah, bro. If Stevens connects on a big punch, he might he might knock this guy out too. Like Josh Emmett got finished by him a few years ago. Everyone thinks Josh Emmett's amazing, right? he is. But don't forget what Darius Stevens did do, and he's did it his whole career. He's been knocking guys out in the UFC for like fifteen years. Like he's been in the Mar- Marcel. His first fight in the UFC was in September twenty second, two thousand seven. At UFC 76, knockout, the main event was Chuck Liddell and Keith Jardine. Keith Jardine was actually a plus 280 underdog that won that fight. And also on that card, we had John Fitch and Diego Sanchez and Shogun versus uh, Shogun versus uh, Forrest Griffin. Griffin. And For- yeah, and Forrest Griffin was an underdog in that fight too. So that's how long it's, it's been, guys, since these guys have fought, you know, or since, uh, since he's been in the UFC, I should say. So that experience is something you can't put a price on. The problem is he hasn't won in forever. I can't pick him. I can't confidently pick him. But I feel like it could be a spot where he could get a knockout, you know? Because Close's striking defense is not very good. But I feel like he's going to fight smart here after getting KO. He'll wrestle a little bit more. And if that's the case, Marcel, i got to go up to a car close too as a small underdog here, guys. Plus 105 or whatever, plus 100. <laughs> small, small underdog. I'll, I'll lean towards him. Um I'd like to see these guys on the scale. I want to see what Jeremy looks like back at 155. I don't know if this is a good move for him, but it might turn out to be. He had to do something because he had lost like four or five fights in a row, right? He had the no contest in there too, but he's been on a losing skid. Anyways, Drakkar close. I think decision too. I mean, Stevens is very, it's almost impossible to knock out. He's got an incredible chin. I know Eves Edwards did it all those years ago, but in general, uh, and uh, then Aldo knocked him out too. Body shots, right? I think, right? Yeah, body shots. Actually, I'm, I'm, I completely forgot. Calvin Cater, and I had a bet in Cater in the last fight, knocked him out too. So, yeah. It was a nasty knockout. Yeah, his chin's getting worse, guys. I mean, there's no doubt about it. That was brutal. The elbow, I think, it was caught him and just knocked him down, right? So brutal. So, yeah, he's on decline, but maybe he's going to be more durable at 155. And if turned into a war on the feet, I mean, do you really want to have Jakar close in that kind of fight? I don't know. I think he's going to wrestle, though, hopefully. All right, main event. Let's get to it. Best fight in the card, obviously. Robert Ricker, Calvin Gaslam. And uh, big odds here, Marcel. Big odds on uh, Rob minus two fifty and Kelvin plus two ten. Um, what's your thoughts on this one, man? Yeah, I'm not even going to do a breakdown from this one. I have three ground rules in life: one is sleep, two is eat, and three you never pick against Robert Whitaker. So it's really the simple for me. I never picked against Robert Whitaker. I think the last five six years, I think he's an amazing fighter. Uh, should fight for the title next if he wins this one. Should have fought for the title already with his two wins, his two recent wins, in my opinion. Um, Calvin Gaslam did look good against Ian Hines before that last three fights. Um, I mean, also stylistically, I think Whitaker wins this one. Man. I, I, I don't see a, a way for Calvin to really 
do something against Whitaker. Whitaker is good, man. I think people uh, really uh, don't give him enough credit after that uh, Adesanya loss, you know. That was his only loss in the last six years, I think, you know. So Whitaker's really good. Um, has a good chin as well, in my opinion. Um, Whitaker, man, decision. Decision, yeah. Whitaker. I agree. That's what I like too, you know. What's the odds on that? Whitaker by decision. What's the odds? Plus 100. You get even money on that. Yeah. Interesting bet, you know. Because I, I don't think he finished his Kelvin, but he could. I just try to stay away from props because you see so many times the fights we don't think go the distance end up going the distance or the other way around, you know. But I mean, that's what he does. He wins decisions, right? So Kelvin's super durable, obviously. I don't think, you know, I know Jack Hermanson submitted him. I don't think Whitaker's gonna submit him, right? Um, Whitaker, I don't think knocks out Gaston. He's got a good chin too. I'm worried, if anything, that Gaston might knock out Whitaker, because Whitaker's actually shown some problems with his chin, man. He's getting dropped a lot. But in general, Marcel, I think it's a good matchup for him, right? Like he's a point fighter, mostly stays on the feet, good takedown defense. I think if Kelvin could mix in wrestling like he did with Heinish, he had six takedowns in that fight. That's how he could beat here. But I don't see him getting the fight to the ground, you know? So I'm with you. I, I like Whitaker. Go ahead. And the thing is, Whitaker has fights, uh, wins decisions, but it's never boring in my opinion. You know, yeah. he's, good. he's a good fighter. He's a solid fighter. Um, yeah, he got knocked down sometimes, but he got knocked down by Joel Romero, for example, you know, <laughs> and he came back from that. Um, so, I mean... Derek Cannonier also knocked him down with a head kick, I think, in the third round, true. right? He hurt him badly. Yeah, yeah, he hurt him, yeah, true. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, still, I would pick Whitaker in this one all the way. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I like Whitaker, too. I'm not going to overthink right. it too much. Like, I could do... Like, I've seen these guys fight their whole careers, you know? I just feel like this is a good match for Whitaker. I love both these guys, though, man. I... Bro, I, I, I remember watching this guy in Tough Smashes years ago when he won Tough Smashes, Marcel. And I was like, man, this guy's a really good fighter. And at 185, he's turned to a champion. And then with Kelvin, I remember when he you know, fought the Ultimate Fighter, I was like, he's going to beat your eye hall. He ended up winning that fight. And he's had a great career too. But uh, That's Actually, Ultimate Fighter went against Ultimate Fighter, in there, right? <laughs> and they were supposed to coach on the Ultimate Fighter, um, the heavy hitter season or whatever it was. And they ended yeah, up they... not because uh, Whitaker pulled out the day of the fight with like uh, intestinal pain or something. Yeah. Yeah, and then Calvin walked with the Cejudo belt, yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> this guy with time. Okay, let's see what these comments say. Because you'll be nice, though. i got to see what you're saying. You also saw Calvin lose, lose to Whitaker a 10-lap marathon tough. Yeah, I agree. I mean, we, it's, he's a bad featherweight. <laughs> no, he's not a featherweight. He's not a featherweight. He's a, he's a, he's a welterweight. He's a welterweight who likes his burritos and I guess and like his I don't know what else. What else? What's a really good Mexican food? Burritos, tacos, right? There you go. I had tacos for dinner yeah, last night. Yeah, I yeah. love ta- I love tacos too, man. They're amazing. Yeah, but I, I mean, who am I to judge, right? I know. I don't want to judge. Me and Marcel are not like the you know we're not jacked or ripped or anything like that. No, absolutely not. So we can't play him, but he is a professional athlete. We're allowed to criticize him a little bit. I'm with mm. you, Kenshiro. Like he should be at 170. I think we both agree on that. His. Mm. His best win is at 185 with Bisping mm. and, and I guess Vitor, although that was overturned. But at 170, I felt like, you know, he had those close fights with like Woodley and Magny and they lost. But, you know, like he showed that he could compete with those top guys. At 185, we saw it with Adesanya. The, the size difference in that fight was just crazy, you know. He did have success, though. He's got power. He rocked, rocked Izzy, right? So mm. he's a featherweight. He's shorter than my eight-year-old son at middleweight. <laughs> it's funny. Anyways, um... So yeah, going through the picks again. I mean, we both, um, we actually, you know, we had some differentiate. We had some different picks here, Marcel. I know that I picked uh, Bush. You picked Hubbard. You picked Sherman. I picked Orlovsky. And I'm just looking at the rest of them. I think we yeah, had the you, rest. You, you, 
You pick Sarah Fern. Here, fair, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not a confident pick. I mean, I might end up. I don't want to change <laughs> my pick. I don't think I will, but I want to see him on the scale because that girl to me on tape looks like a small girl for this division. I just got to get that second look at it when they're actually standing next to each other. But uh, she's yeah. someone I'm definitely going to probably pick here because of the size. It's just sometimes when the skill is similar, the size really comes into play, in my opinion. Anyways, we got a few more minutes, guys. Um, so if anyone has any questions, throw them out there. We'll talk about it. A couple more minutes here. But uh, let's just quickly talk about this whole Connor thing. Last thing we'll talk about, I guess. Uh, he's tweeting about it today and – you know, I don't know what you're thinking. Any, is your thoughts changed on this whole Connor Dustin thing, or no, not at all. What, yeah. what, what, do, what do you want me to say, right? I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I don't want you to say anything. Or, I'm asking. I, you know, only, yeah. Go ahead. Only thing that bugs me is that then other fighters coming like, oh Connor, I want to fight you. Oh, come here, I, I want to fight you. It's like, come on, man. You know, he's not gonna fight you. Yeah, and you know, Jimmy Flick came out that retirement thing, and he was talking about how the fighters will never unionize because they'll never there's always going to be someone that says, I'll do it for this. You know what I mean? That's yeah. exactly what's going on here. Like these guys, yeah, we're all, I think a lot of people are like ticked off at Connor because of this whole thing, but there's always going to be someone else who wants to find Kevin Lee and all these guys threw their hands up. Were you guys shocked when Bryce knocked a DJ? I wasn't, man. We talked about last week, uh, Ken Shiro. Me and Marcel both said, don't bet on DJ at this price. We think this guy's very underrated. He gets a knockout. Am I surprised he knocked him out like that? Sure. I mean, because we don't see knees like that in North America, but yeah, I wasn't I wasn't shocked by it, honestly. I wasn't shocked. It wasn't one of the ones that shocked made my mouth drop, you know? Because I knew this guy was good. I knew he was good. How could anyone bet against current bandwidth champ plus six hundred? Come on. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. I ended up passing, but you know, it is what it is. I just thought I thought the guy had a chance to win. I wasn't picking. I'm not gonna go and be like, Oh, I, I picked him, you know, a few days later. I, I didn't. I, we just said this guy has a better chance than the odds indicating. Anyways. I mean, might as well stop it now. We've got two minutes left. Let's just finish it off, Marcel. Uh, plug your stuff, man. Big Marcel24 on Twitter and Instagram, MMADNA.nl. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, I'm doing a, 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 a part of a Dutch podcast on, on Mondays as well, the How to Call It's Name. And I'm doing on Wednesday, I'm doing a, a podcast about uh, Bellator sometimes with. Uh, with a guy named Santiago. He's also on Twitter. So uh, that's what awesome. I do mostly. And uh, yeah, of course, I do the podcast with uh, Adam Martin here on uh, Monday and Tuesday. And I absolutely love to do him. So thank you for that, man. No, I mean, I thank you. I mean, we all love you too, Marcel. We all want you here. Obviously, it's better with two people. And I remember I started it like two years ago. I was doing it by myself. It was, that was, that was different. It was a lot different back then. You know, I was just sitting in my room and talking about the news for like 10 or 15 minutes. Now we have like a full show. We do an hour. We got people that come on here and, you know, ask us questions and everything. Got a minute left. Got this last question. Marcel, do you like Chloe kickboxing? You like it? Um, I'm not, I don't stay awake for it or whatever, but uh, sometimes I watch it. I really like uh, Cedric Dumbay, Myrtle Grunat. Uh, that, that, that story, you know, they fought three times. That was really fun. Not really into the heavyweights, to be honest, man. I, I always liked uh, the, old, the old guys, you know, like uh, Peter Arts, Ernesto Hoost, uh, Bader Hari, uh, the, great fighters, you know, and now with Rico Verhoeven kind of thing. I know Rick from Wolfgang has a huge fan base over here, but I don't really feel it, you know, to be really honest. So uh, I'm, I'm more interested in, in the lighter weight classes. And, and I really like Pereira. Who doesn't like him, man? He's great. He's a double champion now for glory. So, I mean, he's good. But uh, I, with kickboxing, I really prefer the lower weight classes. much more technical and much more, much more quicker. And, uh, yeah, that's it. 
He says his channel did a lot. That's great, man. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, I don't watch. I used to watch it when it started. When like Joseph was, I don't know if Joseph Alton is still fighting, but he's like he's he lives in my neighborhood or he grew up in my neighborhood, so I know him a little bit. He was in there, and I think he retired because of the concussion involved, didn't he? he, he, he Shatolini. Yeah, didn't he? I think he retired, right? Yeah. Uh, no, exactly. He's now a commentator for. for yeah, he's no, great. Yeah. Anyway, he's got twenty seconds left. Plug my stuff. Emma Adam Martin podcast. Emmyalsbringer.com, YouTube iTunes, everything. All the links are there, guys. Please sign up for that stuff. BJPen.com, Elite Fantasy, Elite Betting, uh, Miami News. I'll be back on Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern with AJ. Have a good one, guys. Peace.